to Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. And we're going to finish up verse 1. We are going to finish up verse 1. Romans chapter 12, verse 1. I will be reading from the New International Version. And it reads as such in our hearing. Therefore, I urge you, brethren, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Amen. Amen. God's process of sanctifying us. God's process of sanctifying us. God's process of sanctifying us. Father, even now, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, give increase. Through all the cracks of this vessel, allow there to be a pouring out of your power, of your anointing, of your glory. Father, just through the cracks, Allow it to pour out profusely that everyone may get wet. Saturate this place with your Shekinah glory that we would know without a shadow of a doubt that you are here. Lord, be glorified. Lord, be exalted. Lord, be lifted up. Oh, how we need you. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. My thoughts turned towards farming. It turned towards the end result when the farmer is about ready to harvest his crop. But in the mind of the farmer, the thinking process does not begin at the end. It begins at the beginning. Right. Let me explain, let me explain, let me explain. Any farmer that is worth his weight in salt picks out a particular, a particular seed to plant. Amen. He has a desire before he ever sees fruit in his mind, he already knows what type of fruit he desires. And he picks the seed that is going to produce 
the end result that he has in mind. Let's see if I can make this simple. If I want corn, I do not plant spinach. Something's wrong with me. If I want corn and I go get spinach seeds and begin to plant them, even though I don't know if plant spinach seeds are, I don't care how much I wish, how much I pray, how much I work, when it comes harvest time, I will not get corn. Do you know what I'm going to get? And the reason why I'm going to get spinach, because I started off with spinach seeds. And spinach seeds can only produce, y'all with me, huh? Did you know that in Isaiah 61, verse 3, that the Bible says that we are the planting of the Lord? That we are his crop that he has planted us, that he has placed us, which means then that there must be some seed in us. If we are a child of God, God has put seed in you. And if he puts seed in you, he has an expectation of what the end result is going to be. As a matter of fact, Philippians chapter 2, verse 6 said, since he started this thing, he's going to finish this thing. God has planted something good in each of us. And God has a holy expectation that if he planted something, he's going to get something. That at the end of our life, there ought to be a particular type of fruit that he is receiving out of us because he planted it in us. Are, are, are y'all with me? Are y'all with me? You know what? That, that's called sanctification. A seed does not begin to where it ends. It begins at one, at one level, but it ends at another level. It's a process. You do not get fruit overnight. But as it grows, it will produce whatever it is. I hate to tell you this. You will produce whatever you are. An unsafe person can't produce good fruit. Why? Because there's no seed. But we who are the church, we who have been called by his name, we who've been washed in the blood of the Lamb, there got to be, there ought to be some fruit in our life that bears evidence of who we are and whom's we are. <coughs> I believe in order for God to get the end result, and 61, Isaiah 61, 3 says this, says that we are the planting of the Lord to give him glory, that God receives glory from our lives, that at the end, 
everybody would say that that person is a child of God. There's some evidence. There, there's, some, there's some fruit. There, there's something that when you laid out here, folks would talk about your God that you serve because your life bears. <coughs> Is there fruit in your life? Hold on. Listen, 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 listen. God is expecting. He is working. He's, he's up to something. But did you know that you and I have a responsibility to work with him? Listen what it says. Because of what God has done, we ought to offer, we ought to give our bodies, ourselves as a living, not a dead, sacrifice. He wants you while you're able to do something. That means that, that there is a offering, there is a giving away of our life. There is that God is calling us to, to, to now give back to him. I'm not just talking about Sunday morning. I'm talking about our lives. How in the world, if I'm going to die to self, can I live? Don't make sense. But the way God does it is, unless we die to self, you can't live. As long as self is in the way, God cannot bring out of us what he put in us. <clears throat> in order for us to become what God has called us to be, we got to die. Hold on, wait a minute. Did you know that some of the stuff we're going through is God trying to kill us? I'm not talking about kill you physically. I mean, kill your attitude. <coughs> kill that part of you that don't look like him. And, and I hate to tell you, all of us is dying. I'm not talking about physical death. I'm talking about, I'm not talking, I'm talking about spiritual death. That, that the old man got to go. The old man can't raise up. No matter how good you think you are, your old man is still trying to dig himself up out of the grave. <laughs> oh, yes, he is. Somebody said, I don't believe. Well, let somebody get on your last nerve and cuss you out and see how quickly. <laughs> I was talking to somebody the other day, and they had quit smoking some 30, 40 years ago. And they made a statement to me, said, I don't know what's going on. I said, what? I just see myself. I said, how long since it been since you 30, 40 years? Isn't it funny how that very thing you thought you done put away has a way of sneaking back up? <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, how can I say this? I mean, that drink you used to love, been gone long time. You can have a dream in the middle of the night and wake up with the taste in your mouth. 
You would swear up and down. I, did, I, did I drink something? That, that word that you done put in the ground, you don't say it no more. But, but let somebody catch you off guard. Let, 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 let somebody just, just, just get, next thing you know, you bleep, 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 bleep. Was that me? We are always in a struggle to allow the new man to surface and the old man to die. Sanctification is that there's more of the new man showing up than the old man showing up. That there's a dying that is going on so that more of Christ is more evident in our everyday living. Paul says, I die daily. This isn't just a one-time thing. Hold on. Salvation is a one-time thing. But, but to get rid of me, to get rid of you, I'm going to say this, and some of y'all are going to disagree with me. Your biggest problem is not the devil. Oh, he's a problem, but he's not your biggest problem. Your biggest problem is not your husband or your wife. Oh, they may be a problem, but they're not your biggest problem. Your biggest problem is not your knucklehead kids. Oh, they may be knucklehead, but they're not. When it comes to old self, our biggest problem is ourselves. Couple came to me. Years ago, I, I don't remember their names. They were not a member of this church. They was passing through. They heard me preach a sermon, and they set up an appointment as I sat down with them, beautiful couple. But as they began to share, what was, what was evident was that the husband was an abuser. He physically beat his wife. When I talked to him, he said this, she makes me do it. I said, she makes you do it. Yeah, she hurts me by what she say or does, so she makes me hurt her. Tony, you are in control of you. Don't nobody take, she don't take your fist and hit herself up the side of her head. And what I discovered was, as a little boy, they used to hide behind the bed, hide behind as his father beat his mother. And I asked him, how did it make you feel when your mama was getting beat? He said, I hated my dad. I said, then why did you grow up to be just like him? The monster that your dad was in your childhood, you now have become. I said, I bet you, because of the influence of your dad, your brothers do the same thing. He said he called every brother, and every brother beat their wife. One used to, but he got help and quit. See, we can use a whole lot of things for excuses. But at some point, we got to come to the point to recognize 
that if God, if I want God to help me, he can help me. If I want to be healed, I can be healed. If I want, if I, if I want to be strong, he will make me strong. I can't do it myself, but I got a savior. I got a deliverer. I got a helper who will come in and make me die. I, I want you to know, church, that in order to live, you got to die. In order to live, you got, we got to come to the place that we recognize, Lord, I need you. I, I don't know about anybody else, but, but I, 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 I. Listen, no one else can put you on the altar. You can't put nobody else on the altar. You got to get on the altar yourself and say, Lord, here I am. I know I'm messed up. I know I'm jacked up. I know I need help. I know, I know, I know that, that if you don't change me, if you, if you don't fix me, one of our biggest problems is that we're trying to heal ourselves. One of our biggest problems, we think we got the answer, but Humpty Dumpty fell off the wall. All the king horses and all the king men try to put Humpty together again, but it takes the king. I'm talking about Jesus Christ, the king, to put us together. All of us are broken. All of us has fallen short of the glory of God. Adam messed us up. But guess what? Even though there was a brokenness inside of us, we still chose to do wrong. We all fell short of the glory of God. The but thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. He made a way. Jesus is our propitiation. That means that he stood in our place. There is a, if you are saved, and only if you say, there is a imputation, an impartation. Let me explain. Imputation means that God puts into your account Christ's righteousness. That regardless what you have done, what you're doing, or going to do, in your account is full of righteousness. Why? Because Christ filled up the law, so it was inputted into your account. But wait a minute. That means that from a spiritual standpoint, God sees you as though you have never sinned. That's something to shout about. That's something to shout about. Because in order to get to heaven, you got to live the law completely forever. None of us have done that. But Christ did that for us. And that has been a cue to your account. You don't get to heaven because you cute. You don't get to heaven because you all that good. You get to heaven through the blood by the blood, the perfect blood of Jesus Christ. That's why we ought to worship him. He is the sacrifice. He is the lamb. You know what? Just because.
because of that. We ought to be willing to die just because of that. We ought to be willing to say, since you gave your life for me, I give my life to you. But I hate to say this, for most of us, that's not enough. Listen, not only did he fill up our account with righteousness so that when God looks into your account, all he sees is righteousness, he also imparted, he put in us the seed of his own righteousness through the Holy Spirit to enable us to have power to do right when we want to do right. But you got to want to do right. Hold on. He also give us the ability to want to do right. Listen, listen, listen. I'm getting into a difficult area here. So, so, so allow me to take my time and explain. I believe you can't become, how can I say this? You can only become what you see if you don't see it. You can't become it. Let's see if I can explain this. I thought of it, I said, Lord, dying to self is hard. It don't feel good. Some of what some of us is going through, God's trying to kill us. In order for him to get more glory through us, in order for us to become more like Jesus, there's something the old person, the old attitude has to die. That's becoming a living sacrifice. Now, wait a minute. Even when we don't want to, God will put us in a position to make us die. Now, we can either work along with God or against God. Sometimes it's not the devil doing it. It's God doing it. Why? Because we're not allowing ourselves to die. It is Isaac who dad ties him up. And Isaac is a big enough boy to fight against his dad, and he does it. It is Jesus that says, not my will, Lord, but your will. And I will go through whatever it is you want me to go through in order for your plan to be manifest. It's us saying, Lord, not my will, but your will. I mean, listen, perhaps the hardest part is us to willingly, intentionally, intentionally to come to that place of saying, Lord, I don't like what it takes, but I, I want you to get me there at any cost. Follow my thinking. Follow my thinking. Follow my thinking. What makes us willing to because that's where it starts. And I believe, listen to what I'm saying. I believe through the process 
of us saying yes, Lord, on a daily basis is an act of worship. I think that's why he says that you become a living sacrifice. Notice I said holy. But remember what holy means. Holy means separated. That's what sanctification is. That you are being more separated from yourself. More separated from the ways of the world. More separated every day because you dying every day. Every day. Okay, okay. Okay, what enables you and me to say, okay, well, I want that. Y'all remember when we didn't have flat, we didn't have flat screen TVs? We had the tube TVs. Do y'all remember that, that, that TV that, that, that the arrow was broken and you had a, yeah, you, and, and, you, and you had a, 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 a hanger stuck in it. And the hanger didn't get good reception. And you had a full round with that. Don't act like you not ghetto. We all ghetto. We all had that TV. We all had that TV. Is that from the younger folks? That at the age of five, they got a flat TV in their room. But, but, but some of us who lived back then, grew up before flat TVs, only had one or two TVs, and one of them didn't work right. But if you wanted to watch your cartoons, that's the TV you had to look at, and it had static. It was fuzzy. You know what's so amazing? That through the fuzz, we kept on looking until we could identify the characters. And we begin to, 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 to weed out the fuzz and solve the picture. Was it less fuzzy? No, but it had our attention. It had our focus that we're able to make out what was going on because we wanted to see it bad enough. And in spite of the fuzziness, in spite of the static, we, we, we laughed, we knew what was going on, we could talk about it with our friends. In spite of the fuzziness of the picture, because our attention was steadfast, because we had a desire to watch it and see, we was able to make out what was going on. Because we live in a fallen world, because the devil is the prince of the power of the air and he controls the atmosphere. Because 1 John chapter 5 says that, that he has the whole world in his sway. Because, because, because we are in a fallen world, we've got a fallen nature, 
Everything we see about Christ is fuzzy. We don't see it in his full glory. We see it in part. We see it in, in fuzziness. We hear it with static. You do not have a complete, clear revelation, a completely clear. We see in part. We hear in part. We're not going to see fully till we get to heaven. Everything is in part. I mean, of our understanding, of our hearing, of our revelation, it comes with static. It comes with fuzz. The problem is, for some of us, is it's too hard to see through the fuzz. It's too hard to listen through the static. And we don't spend time enough to hear and to see what the Lord is saying. We want it to come easy. But I want you to know your spiritual growth isn't going to come easy. It's going to cost you some time. There has to be a desire to see him. Let me help. Let me help you. Help you. you see, once, once you know that you know that you know that you know once you have taste and see that the Lord is good I mean I mean I mean show sure enough no I mean show sure enough has experienced the goodness of God what happens is Jesus becomes the best thing that ever happened he becomes the very best thing don't nothing else even compare to how good he's been to you. Do I have a witness in the house? And what happens is the Lord is so much better than anything that this world has to offer that when the devil throws the same old game, you look at it and say, no, 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 no. You don't understand. It costs me something to get where I'm at. I can't go back. I won't go back. I won't lose what I got because what I got is good. Even in the midst of the storm, he's good. Even if I got to cry sometimes, he's good. Even when I don't know what's going on, he, 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 he's good. For you, you see something. And I believe the more you see of Christ, the more you want of him. There has to be a picture of Christ that is beyond us. That you're striving for. You got not only to see where you're at, you need to see where you're going. And you got to see that where you're going is better than where you're at. And if where you're at is good, then where you're going is even better. I don't think somebody heard me. I got to say that again. I mean, I mean, when you show enough 
not lick Jesus, but tasted Jesus. And you know he's good. I mean, you know the Holy Ghost is good. You know his favor is good. You know his joy is good. You know his peace is good. You know he's a keeper. You know he's a way maker. You know he's a deliverer. You know he's a healer. You know he, he, he make a way out of nowhere. You know he come see you. You know that he make you high on the inside. You know, you know, you know. I'm not talking to folks who think. I'm talking to folks who know. Who know. When you know, and you think that right now you got the real thing, right now you can say, he's uh, 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 good, and it gets better than this. What happens is things begin to peel off of you because you don't want nothing to stop you from getting to your next destination. Because if he's good right now, I can't wait till he take me to the next plateau. If the glory right now is good, no matter what it takes, I'm gonna get there. Oh, I may get off track, but if I fall down, you better believe I'm getting I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm getting with everything in me. I'm getting back up. You can't allow fear to stop you. He takes me with my wretched, messed up, Undone, stiff head, hard head. And in spite of all that, he loves me and he wants to give me his best. But only to the, the degree I give myself to him is to the degree he'll give himself to me. See, abundant life means you got to die in order to live. That self has to die. Your will, your way, your attitude, your, 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 your. But you just don't know. They're going to get told. Why? Why? Because if you let God take care of it, he can take care of it much better than you. And I, oh yes, he will. Why, why, why are you going to take care of it? Let God take care of it. And when God takes care of it, it's taking care. We serve a big God, not a small God. Our God is. Worship comes in our lives, not as just on Sunday. But it's the attitude of saying, Lord, I give myself away. Amen. I know yesterday I messed up, but today, I'll share something else with you. 
Don't carry around condemnation. If you mess up, ask God to forgive you and move on. If you messed up the, the, the thousandth time for the same thing, ask God to strengthen you, forgive you, and move on. Don't let the devil keep beating you up for something God has forgotten. The devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. I mean, if it's under the blood, keep it under the blood. Why you keep bringing it up? The devil is not God condemning you. It's the devil condemning you. Ask the Lord for forgiveness and strength that you will learn how to overcome it and keep moving. Our one desire got to be Christ Jesus. We got to seek him above. You know, and the only way you can seek him is that you see him more beautiful, more awesome. Last night, I went out to my car late, and I went out in the front of y'all to look up and see the stars. You know what I discovered? Stars are shining in the daylight. But the reason why you can't see the stars is because of the S-U-N. The S-U-N is so bright that the other stars is pale in comparison. That you can't even look directly into the glory of the sun. Matter of fact, check this out. The sun is millions of miles away from Earth. And they said that there was a solar explosion flare on the sun. And that it's on its way. And that it is so powerful that it can knock out satellites here on Earth. That's power. Did you know that our God put the sun created the sun. He can put his hand on the sun and not be burnt. His hand can block the sun, that he would speak to the sun and the sun will obey him. Our God is our awesome God. So, 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 so let me ask you, let me ask you. That means that if we got a good glimpse of Jesus, that, 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 that even with the fuzziness, even with the static, everything else that this earth got to offer is pale in comparison. That you will find yourself pressing towards the mall. I'm almost finished. I'm almost finished. That's the attitude of worship, y'all. That every day you wake up and say, Lord, this day, I give my life to you. Every day you wake up is a new day to give your life to him. Lord, listen, listen, listen. I am looking for you today to speak to me, to show me I'm excited 
about what you're going to show me today. Lord, my ear is listening to you today. Listen, God is speaking and showing himself all the time, but we ain't listening. We're not looking for him. So we miss our communication with God because we're not looking for God every day. I mean, just going through your day, you, your eyes ought to be wide open. You ought to be expecting God to show up, to show out, to, to show himself. A bird may come to you and say, ah, ah, ah. You know what y'all say? That's God letting me know. Even the birds praise me. A chickmunk will come in front of you. Chick, 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 chick. Y'all say, look at that. If the chickmunk can praise him, I'm going to. God will blow your mind. Some of y'all think I'm crazy. I'm crazy about Jesus. You're right, I'm crazy. I'm, I'm crazy about him because I know what he's done for me. I'm almost finished. Listen, every day is a day that we die. Paul says, I die daily. For every day, there ought to be, Lord, today, this day, I give myself to you. Lord, today, open my eyes that I may see. Open my ears that I may hear. At least when you do that, it sets you up. See, if you're looking for something negative, then all you're going to see is the negative. But if you're looking for his glory to be shown to you, God will show you his And even though the negative stuff happened, it won't affect you as much. Moses is saying, Exodus 33, he is pressed against the wall because here he is. He got somewhere between 2 million and 4 million people to take over to the promised land. And he said, I can't do this. He has already said in verse 16, 15, he said, Lord, if your presence don't go before us, don't send us. Now listen, presence means your power, your ability, Lord, your excellency, that you're fighting for us, that we are in your hands. You would think that favor and blessing is enough. Let me tell you, favor and blessing is not enough. The next verse, verse 17, is where he says, oh yeah, Lord, in order for me to do this, I need something more than your, than your presence. I need to see more of your glory. Amen. I need to see how big you are. I want to see how glorious you are. See, God, you got to be bigger than what I'm going through. Listen, I got to see you bigger than what I'm going to go through. Your present view of Jesus that keeps you through your present difficulty isn't big enough to keep you through your future difficulty. 
Because what you're going to go through is going to be more than what you're going through. Some of y'all didn't want that. Some of y'all didn't want that. But let me tell you. But if you know your God is an awesome God, it doesn't matter what the world throws at you. You can still whistle. You can still say. In the midst of, you still can say, glory, hallelujah. Let me tell you what happened. Then we're finished. I don't know who benefits the most. I don't know if the 8 o'clock benefits the most or you all benefits the most. Let me explain. At the 8 o'clock, the sermon is fresh, it's new, so they may get a little bit more bang because it's the first time I preach it. But for you all, I go back home and review everything. And I look at what I want to say, what I miss, and sometimes God gives me something more. I was on my way back, and as I was on my way back, a picture of a vessel came into my eyes. All of a sudden, in this vessel, I saw that it was full of cracks and holes. And I saw another vessel pouring into this vessel that was full of cracks and holes. And I saw out of the cracks and holes this liquid, like liquid gold that was being poured in was being poured out. And the more the cracks poured out, the more God poured in. And what I heard God say to me was, he says, I pour myself and I show myself through the cracks in your life. He said, I don't want a vessel. I don't want a vessel that whole. I want a vessel that is cracked. I'm cracking you. I'm cracking you. I'm cracking you. That as I pour in, I can be poured out. That you may be a blessing to somebody else. But unless I crack you, I can't use you. Because if you think you're strong, all they're going to see is you. But if you're all cracked up, they're going to see me. The church is all cracked up. You ought to know you cracked. You ought to profess that you cracked. You ought to say, Lord, use me through my cracks. Try to be strong. Try to fake it. Wait a minute. We all jacked up. Every one of us jacked up. You a cute jacked up person. But as jacked up as you can be. But glory. But glory. But glory. But glory. Jesus specializes in jacked up people. He pours himself in jacked up people. And through the cracks pours Jesus. When you 
ever jacked up. When you know you broke it. When you know you come to him. Lord. Lord. He's not expecting us to come fit. He expects us to come to him broken. Heartbroken. Mind messed up. Broken. But Lord, I come. Lord, I come to you. What can you do with me? Lord, I know what I've been. I know what I'm done. I know what I'm doing. But yet, God says, I've been waiting on you. I've been waiting on you. I was wondering when you was going to let me in. I've been wondering when you were going to confess you jacked up. Try to fake it in front of folks that don't love you anyhow. I love you in spite of you. God loves 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 you. Just the way we are. Broken. Cracked up. Got holes in us. Oh, but he specializes in broken people. He specializes in jacked up people. He specializes in us. You know what I saw? That no matter how much poured out, there was a continuous flow of pouring in. That the more you give of yourself, the more he pours in. And God does not run out of what he needs to pour in. And the moment you quit pouring out of yourself and think you to be whole, he pulls back the fountain, the living fountain of everlasting life. Because you think you got it. You think you there. You think you have arrived. But when you recognize this, nobody but Jesus. Nobody but Jesus. Nobody but Jesus. He begins to pour back. Not only does he pour until all the cracks are pouring out, he pours until it's an overflow. I don't know about you. I'm full of cracks. But let me share you something else. The places that I think I'm strong, God is breaking. Which means, to be honest with you, I don't have nothing to offer him. I don't have nothing. 
And the closer I get, the more I realize I bring nothing to the table. All that I need is in him. All that we have is in him. He satisfies to the utmost. Can't nobody, can't nobody do you like Jesus. I mean, nobody. I mean, absolutely nobody. No drug, no alcohol, no sex, no money, no job. I mean, nothing and nobody can do you like the Lord. He satisfies to the utmost. Every day we need to begin with him. Every day we need to give ourselves away. Every day you need to fill your mind with the word of God. Every day before you start today, Lord, it's me, oh Lord. It's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. Every day, you ought to look for Jesus. Look for the Lord. Your ears ought to be open. Your eyes ought to be open. There he is. There he is. I saw him today. I would have never saw the picture of the vessel unless I was open to it. But because I was open to it, in my driving, I saw it in my spiritual eye. I said, I got that. Thank you, Lord. Oh. Oh. He wants to break through the static. He wants to break through the fuzziness that we may see him like we have never seen him. Moses said, let me see your glory. Let me see your glory. Because unless I see your glory, I'm not going to make it. I saw you in the bush. That was awesome. I saw you in the ten plagues. You are awesome, God. But what I saw is not enough to keep me. If I'm going to be and do what you have called me to do, I got to see more. You can't be what you don't see. And what you see God will begin to transfer you to be like that. But if you don't see nothing, you can't become nothing. Most of us, or not all of us, got to see more. You know what? It really doesn't matter what folks sees. What matters what God sees. Because God sees the real us. There has to be a press in the church. There has to be a press that I see something. And what I see is so much better than where I'm at. That everything in me, I may fall sometimes, but I get back. may fall a thousand times, but I get back. Something in me won't make me lay down. Want to quit, want to quit. But something in me makes me get back up and say, Lord, I praise you 
Lord, I worship you. Said the devil throwing manure on me. Manure helps you grow. Oh, yes, it does. Manure helps you become what God wants you to be. Manure is like miracle grow. So the devil throwing stuff at you, grow. Shame the devil and grow. Oh, hell done broke loose. Shame the devil and grow. You're going through trouble. It's miracle grow. It makes you grow in Jesus. That you may become more like him. We are the planning of the Lord. He has planted us. Isaiah 61 verse 3. We are oaks. We are strong so that we may be to the, his glory. That our life at the end may bear witness to all who knew us that our our God is God. That our life may bear witness by his fruit and people will know our God is God. Because nobody but a God like him could change a wretch like me. Nobody. 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 Worship is an attitude of surrender on a daily basis, asking God to be God in our life and seeing more of him than where we at. And then once we are there, looking for an opportunity to bless somebody else. There ought to be joy. There ought to be love. Yeah, you can smile at somebody. It won't kill you. You can say hi to somebody you don't know. It won't kill you. You try it. You may like it. Try it. You may like it. I'm done. Somebody ought to try Jesus. Somebody ought to.